Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Ran, and you knew that. And this is Matt Mania. You probably also knew that. I'm back with a new episode right before Money in the Bank. We got a special guest, Dan Reichert. But what you didn't know is that I am broadcasting live and direct from a uh, very interesting hotel on the east side of L.A. Um, you know, why am I here? Who knows? Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It's the glamorous life of an indie musician, son. Uh, just played a gig last night, and it was awesome. Big shout out to 8-Bit LA for doing that. I came out just for some E3 festivities, and I got a chance to run into some friends and some people I've been trying to get down with podcast-wise for a long time, uh, and Dan Reichert was one of them, so a big shout out to him for making some time in between playing the new hot games to come and sit down on the floor with me in the corner of the LA Convention Center and talk wrestling. So it was fun. We talked video games, of course, wrestling, music. Uh, He gave some amazing music selections and we had a blast. So uh, again, last night though was so fun. We played the airliner. I haven't played at the airliner in a very long time. Um, it's one of the first places in LA I played outside of like anime conventions and things. Um, I was telling a story last night. I used to play at these events called Urban Underground. I don't know if they still do them, but man, these are the absolute worst shows ever to do. And I can say that now because I would never do it again, but they would get literally like 40 acts and make them all play like 10 minutes a piece. And you have to sell like 15 tickets in order to get stage time. And it was like the worst cluster bomb ever. Because there's like 15 people playing downstairs, 15 people playing upstairs. Another 10 who just signed up at the last minute playing outside on the patio. I mean, it was just more rappers than you could shake a mic at. And uh, even if somebody did pay to see you, like there's a chance that they could just absolutely miss you because of the place being so crowded and full of other rap shows. So, I don't know. Maybe the point of it, well, I know the point of it was to make as much money as you can from hungry artists, but maybe the point of it from the rapper's point of view is, oh man, maybe they'll come and see one of these other guys and they'll see me and then they'll become a fan of mine for life. And maybe that did kind of happen. I've I've had some positive situations come from those kind of shows where I've been able to make really, really supportive uh, LA fans or fans in places 
but you know, LA is a tough town, so I think a lot of people feel like they gotta do what they gotta do. But anyway, I gotta do what I gotta do, and that's talk wrestling and money in the bank. But before that, just give you a little bit of my schedule. Uh, I am heading to Denver right now, so I'll be in Denver this weekend, and then Sunday I'll actually be at Money in the Bank. Really excited about that. I gotta shout out my homie Austin Creed, aka Xavier Woods, for doing something really dope for me. He hooked me up, got me some passes, so I'm actually gonna be checking out Money in the Bank. Speaking of Woods, yo, we had an amazing time. He actually got on stage with me last night at the show, and we uh, did the New Day Rock song. And uh, he did some clapping along with it. It was great. In fact, I'm going to play a little bit of that. And then I'm going into my interview with Mr. Dirty Dan Records. I'll see you all on the other side. And thank you so much for being here. This was a fun one. And as they all are. But get ready for Money in the Bank. I think it's going to be an awesome pay-per-view. And uh, yeah, we talk about all kinds of stuff. So I'll see you guys on the other side. Uh, here's a little clip from the show. Bring it back. So great. The beat's gonna be a little faster, but we can do this. It's a new day. Here we go. Yes, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's gonna be a little faster. All right. Boys, you ready? You got this? Here we go. You better give a day God, cause we coming with a crew. And you know they stay hot. Tell me what you wanna do. We just can't stop. Everybody know the do. Hey, Rock, stay with me, y'all. Come on, come on. Move the hips, too. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, excuse me, you clear out the throughway. Put the pedal to the metal, but clear out the true way. You say it with you stay. Here in the two shades, got flows, got flows, come off like two bays. Hey, new day ain't never been bootay. Got flows, got flows, come off like two bays. Here in your two shades, that means in the truest form. You were born, you're no match for the unicorns. Three legends, three headed, we'll be holding down for at least three seconds. Uh, sing along to the world's greatest tag team, Ethiopian access, source of your bad dream. Testers, professors, can't test us. Beats by Francesca, she's so precious. Yeah, we got work to do. Everybody singing with me till the verse is true. We got to go, better give a day job. We come up with a crew, you know they stay hot. Know what you want to do, you just can't stop. Everybody know the deal. Game rocks, come on, come on. What's going on, everybody? This is Megan Rand in another high-impact episode of Matt Mania. We are live in Los Angeles. We're sitting crisscross applesauce in a hallway in the LA Convention Center uh, talking E3 and I have a special guest, Mr. Dan Reichert. How are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm awesome. I'm doing well. So, real quick, since we are at E3, I'm a gamer, a lot of listeners are gamers. Um, what have you seen that you really like? Uh, really like it. The big one for me so far is definitely Zelda, mm-hmm. uh, Breath of the Wild. For uh, it's, it's going to be Wii U and the new NX when it launches in March. Yep. And uh, I'm just longtime Zelda fan. That's my favorite series. My first favorite game was Link to the Past. So uh, yes. being able to like seeing them do something totally new with the franchise, with the open world, and like all this crafting stuff and everything that I think people didn't expect. Yeah. It's been super exciting. And uh, like Skyward Sword is pretty disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to see them do something new with it. And uh, I'm really really excited for it. Nice. 
Nice. Oh, you said your favorite game was Link to the Past. That was mine, too. That was oh, my, nice. my best introduction, probably, to, <laughs> nice, to the nice. Zelda world. Yeah, it's um, great. We'll get to games a little later, but <laughs> this is a wrestling podcast. Awesome. So, uh, real quick, Dan, just what's your... What's your origin story as far as connecting to wrestling? Like, you know, is there, do you have that moment where you were like, yeah, this is something that I'm going to love forever? Like, I, what happened? I, I definitely do. So, like, I was born in 84, so I was too young for, like, the, the whole Hogan, you know, you uh, the early WrestleMania era okay. and everything. Uh, but I, I was aware that Hogan was a thing. I don't think I knew what wrestling was at the time. So I was probably about nine years old. It would have been uh, late 93 when I was flipping through channels past USA and I saw uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels and they were feuding and you know I think Shawn was like interfering in one of Razor's matches and like I didn't know what wrestling was you know I didn't know it was choreographed or anything at the time obviously Mm -hmm. most kids don't Um, and I was just like holy shit that Razor guy seems like the coolest dude in the world and the Shawn Michaels guy seems like the biggest dick and like all I want to see is Razor beat up Shawn and so I tuned in every week I I got obsessed I was like okay when is this on every week I have to watch this I had to figure out what pay-per-view was and like you know that, that Survivor Series where Owen turned on Brett. That was one of my first yeah. ones. And then the Rumble and WrestleMania 10 oh, with a huge payoff with Razor and Sean. Like, I, w- I was hooked from there. So wow. it was totally Razor and Sean. Okay, okay. That's a really good point to come in on, I think. Um, I started with the 80s stuff with the Hulkamania and all that. Then kind of got out of it, got back in with Razor and Sean. Mm-hmm. So so that was a great re-entry point for me as well. Just seeing these two amazing personalities. Yeah. I think that was awesome. And then ironically, it was Scott Hall again who got me back into it with the NWO. Right, right. You know, it was just like, I know that guy. What's it, he doing on that show? You know, and, it, It's so crazy how important Scott Hall is to wrestling history without ever being like that main event guy for a long time. Never won a world title. Never won you a know? world title. But he's so important and so good. And, and you listen to interviews with him, especially now that it, he's doing so much better. Yeah. He's got such a sharp mind. Like he really just understands the way that's supposed to work and how to entertain people. Absolutely. He's, he's incredible. Um, probably my top guy who's never won a world title like all time. I yeah. Think. And, I and mean, there's some big ones. He's got to be up there. Yeah. But, there's Piper, there's DiBiase, Roberts, all them. But like, yeah, I think Razor, it's a crime that he never got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I think he was over enough to really to make it totally believable. And I think it would have drew well. Yeah. Yeah. What ifs? All right, so let's talk about current wrestling. Yeah. What do you uh, what do you think about the product these days? Um, are you just WWE? Are you into a bunch of other things? What do you What do you feel? I, I dabble with everything. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm aware of you know the big acts and the big matches and stuff, and like Ring of Honor, New Japan, or PWG. Uh, actually, I do some work on the Indies. I'm a heel manager for like Northern California promotions, um, but definitely WWE is my main thing. Okay. Uh, it, it's at a weird spot right now because I think the roster is deeper than it's ever been. I think you've got all these young guys on the roster who are incredible. You've got numerous guys that I think you can put in like the the Brett and Sean league of you know just incredible matches night in and night out yeah but then you also have so many issues with creative and uh it's such a weird divide between (laughs) how much talent is there and how much a squandered potential there is i think Mm -hmm. um it a a lot of ups and a lot of downs in the last few years between like the daniel bryan stuff and the cm punk stuff um but then like it's really interesting now recently with them bringing in all this like indie talent and the brand split's really interesting but then they're still pushing this like old school style guys you know (laughs) range or you know vince type guys yeah um it's just it's a really weird time right now. It is. I was I was trying to figure out on a previous podcast episode like what the new era is. And I don't know. I think it's kind of just putting out the best wrestlers and letting them go at it kind of thing where it's like you might cheer for the heel, you might boo the face, but yeah. whatever. We're just going to let guys fight who 
you want to see fighting. And, and let the fans kind of decide and let the how fans pick it out. It's so, like the old Austin Brett, you know, WrestleMania 13 thing. Like, let the fans decide where this goes. I think so. I believe there's a marching band <laughs> yeah, coming. It's uh, perfect for podcasts. It's the perfect thing for a podcast. <laughs> well, I hope they go straight down here and right oh, past yeah, the corner. <laughs> yeah. That would be perfect. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yes, there is a <laughs> yeah, marching band. louder. Jeez, they are right there. Oh, there's a giant tuba, I see. Oh, you guys this are is E3. missing this. It is E3, <laughs> folks. I saw them outside when I walked in. There's, yes, there's a huge marching band. <laughs> yep, all right, that's not stopping. Okay, well, I guess we continue. We'll see what we'll see how this goes. I'll be a little louder. It's a nice soundtrack. Wow. <laughs> we got a soundtrack. We don't need a musical selection. Yeah, there you Normally go. Normally I ask for a musical selection. I may not need one. No, no. All right, so... <laughs> So the way I'd heard of you is um, through a, your work at Giant Bomb. Mm-hmm. Can you just tell people a little bit of how that started with Giant Bomb, what you do there, and, uh, you know, how you like it? Yeah, we just, uh, GiantBomb.com is a, uh, we, we cover video games, kind of our bread and butter is the Giant Bomb cast. We do like a three-hour podcast every uh, Tuesday it goes up. We also have the Giant Beast cast, which is our, our East Coast crew. So, yeah, we've got a San Francisco crew, New York crew, and most of our coverage is video and podcast focused. We do the occasional, like, written review or written article or news story, but uh, it's definitely kind of personality-driven. Um, it's mostly, like, just veterans of the gaming industry. Like, most all of us have been doing this for over 10 years. Uh, my yeah. boss, Jeff Gersman, has been doing this since the, the mid-'90s, you know, uh, wow. GameSpot and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, a lot of video stuff, a lot of just goofy. Uh, we, we do wrestling podcasts. Um, we're just kind of free to cover things however we want to. Uh, it's That's not the good. traditional uh, way of covering games. That's good. I was going to ask, like, is, the, is a lot of it formatted, or you guys come in kind of free form and just... All right, I want to talk about this today, and then we work this into that, you know? Yeah, that's the thing with the Giant Bombcast, is it's not the structured thing where it's like, you know, okay, well, here's where we, we just have to talk talk about this news item and stay on topic. Like, we do cover news and all that, but we're really open to tangents about just dumb shit and food <laughs> or, you know, drinking or whatever. Like, just basically anything. Yeah. Anything that comes up, we can go down tangents, and, and that's why it's hours long, usually. Yeah, but. and that's where the personality comes in, I think. I mean, when you think about a three-hour show, we're just talking about <laughs> Raw. You yeah, know, yeah. A three-hour show, you know? I think personalities will see it through. Yeah, you know, yeah. Where, where you can take tangents and make it funny and just talk about your personal stuff and all that. If we were going to be like Raw, though, after every segment, we would come back with 18 recaps of the segment that you just heard. <laughs> In case you missed it. Yeah, this here's what happened. you just saw. <laughs> and then a bunch of tweets, reactions yep, to that. Yep, hashtags, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, in general, are you not a fan of the three-hour Raw? No, I'm not. I mean, I understand from a business perspective why they're doing it. I mean, they get so much money from ad revenue from USA and everything, and I get it, but it, it, it's also kind of a bummer for fans because it does lead to a lot of recaps. It leads to a lot of filler matches. Um, it, it means that we don't get to see Raw on the network that we're paying money for, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, it's a business. They're a public business. They, they have a bottom line they have to protect, <laughs> and I, I guess I get it, but as a fan, man, I, I would love to go back to two hours. I get it, too. Well, you just said that this is the deepest talent pool like mm-hmm. in years. So I would think on paper, three hours means more time for the good guys to go at it. You know? You so <laughs> what's, what's up with that? <laughs> I mean, you would think, but it, I don't know. It, if you just do all these one-on-one matches or all these uh, you know great in-ring work, long matches or whatever, you're, you're spoiling potential pay-per-view matchups. And uh, I don't know, it, it's just, then it would just be like a big long indie show, I think, which I love indie shows. Yeah. But they have a wider audience that they have to worry about. You know, they've got the Cena kids. They've got. Uh, they, they are not just pandering to the Attitude Era teenage high school boy crowd that yeah. they did. You know, in the late '90s. Like for as much as everyone wants to go back, to, oh, Attitude Attitude Era, it's 
why would they do that? They're, they're cutting their potential fan base down. Like I know that's the very vocal minority on the internet wrestling community and all that <laughs> stuff, but you have to imagine this is a global company. They have so many different groups they have to appeal to. And while longtime wrestling fans like us, we might just want to see those, you know, barn burners at Sami Zayn and Cesaro for 20 minutes every night. Yeah. But, you know, the dumb comedy segments and all that stuff, like, they, there is a crowd for it. There is a reason that they do it, yeah. even if guys like us don't necessarily like it. Yeah. So. I understand it. It's it's tough to, you know, to fully, I guess, grasp it because part of you as a fan, but as a grown adult, we understand business and we're like, well, okay, yep. there's more than just us you got to appeal to, so okay. Yeah. All right. So right now, um, we're talking about the talent pool, and I think it's really, really good. Uh, who are some of your favorite guys right now, you think? And uh, who would you like to see getting uh, a little bit of a bigger push? I think Owens. Uh, Owens is so good at everything. He's yeah. incredible in the ring. He's such a good heel. Great on the mic. When they put him on commentary, he's amazing. All the dumb oh, little yeah. things he does, like screaming at Cole or, <laughs> or being super nice to JBL, like apologizing for messing up his hat or whatever. Right. Like, uh, all those little touches. I mean, Owens is so, so good. He's uh, got it down. And oh, I mean, yeah. they know it, too. They put him all over TV. They know. I just saw something. They were saying he's the only guy to compete at every pay-per-view since his interest in the company. Yeah, I believe it. Since, like, The Undertaker or something. And, and like, in pretty, uh, pretty big roles. Like, there have been a couple where it's like, oh, we had some dumb feud with Ryback or whatever. But <laughs> it's, it's usually been pretty prominent roles. He gets a lot of TV time, sometimes multiple segments a night. Yeah. I think they know what they've got with him. I mean, bringing him in and doing that Cena thing the first time, like, he hasn't petered out like a lot of NXT call-ups have. Yeah. And you look at, like, what's happened with the Wyatts, you know, just the constant, like, start and stop oh, stuff for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Owens does seem to be, I mean, if you're not counting, like, Reigns or someone, uh, Owens is right up there with Rollins uh, as far as guys they brought in and have really done right by so far. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so that th if I ask for a prediction, I'll probably have to get this up before Money in the Bank then. <laughs> so that'll, that'll encourage me to All get right, this done go. quicker. So <laughs> who's winning Money in the Bank? And we got two major matches, but most importantly, though, who do you think is taking the briefcase? I think it makes the most sense to have Ambrose win it. Uh, he's pretty hot right now. They've, they've given him a few wins. Uh, like, the crowd's always been hot for him, but yeah. he was constantly losing. And lately, with the, the Jericho feud has been great, because Jericho as a heel has been amazing yeah, lately. Yeah, he's doing great heel work. Yeah, and they've given Ambrose a couple big wins over him. So I think they're getting him ready for, for a big kind of summer push leading to SummerSlam. I would guess that uh, Reigns probably keeps the belt until SummerSlam. Ambrose wins the money in the bank, and then you've got kind of this tension of, like, Reigns and Rollins are still kind of feuding throughout the summer. Ambrose is always right there. Like, Reigns kind of has to watch his back and never knows when his buddy's going to cash in. And then I don't know if they pull the trigger on that big, like, shield triple threat at SummerSlam or say that, that's a mania match if there ever was one. I think so. Um, so, yeah, as far as where the belt goes or anything, like, I don't know when Ambrose cashes in. Maybe he gets screwed over, and then this feud simmers until mania, and you get the big triple threat. Um, but I, I think these S.H.I.E.L.D. guys are going to be the focus for, for a bit. I think so. It makes sense. I was thinking, I guess I want Owens to win it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, I could see Owens. But uh, I think there's plenty of time for him. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to have his moment. But, uh, but yeah, it makes sense for Ambrose. I'm ready for him to do something kind of big. Yeah. I, I, I like the Jericho feud only because I like Jericho yeah, as a heel. Yeah. But I think I'm ready for it to kind of move on. Especially after that weird mop match or whatever. Like <laughs> that, that thing was match. so dumb. I mean, there was a great tax spot at the end, and that's all anyone's going to remember. But, man, that was a long match where not a lot happened. Oh, man, very long match. Yeah. <sighs> well, <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to mention. Is anybody else, uh, before I go into my next thing, anybody else you think, um, who do you think is on TV now or maybe close to getting on TV that you think could have a big role in the future? I mean, I think you look at Nakamura, and obviously he's not like a younger talent or anything, but 
the stuff that made him work so well in Japan, uh, you know, you see TakeOver and basically any NXT appearance he's made since then, it works here. Like, yeah. the NXT crowd gets it. Whether that works on the main stage, I really hope so, and I hope with the brand split they can give guys like Nakamura a chance to just be themselves. Because, yeah. you know, in the past I've got that reputation of bringing up, like, especially like foreign wrestlers, and just not really understanding what made them work and giving them stupid gimmicks and stuff. But they let yeah. him keep the name, they're letting him be eccentric and weird and, and yeah. doing all of his spots in the ring and everything. So as long as they, they treat him right and let him be himself, I think Nakamura could be incredible on the main roster. Yeah, me too. I, I, I think so. I mean, I just get visions of guys like Tajiri and, oh, and yeah. Funakis and guys that they've kind of made gimmicks and funny. Yeah. I think if they just let this guy go, yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll be great. See, Tajiri's in the Global Cruiserweight Classic? Yeah. yeah. That. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Always been a fan of Tajiri. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so the other big match is AJ versus yeah. Cena. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a Mania caliber match as <laughs> yes. well. So what do you think we're getting from that? I don't, personally, I just caught myself and said, you know what? They know this is a Mania caliber match too. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're going to hold back a bit and let this keep going. So I don't think we're going to get the barn burner huh. that we could get yet. I think we're going to get a screwy yeah, ending We're going to get a something. lot of screwy endings. So they can continue this to SummerSlam. They could. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? I don't, I'm kind of hoping they we do get the barn burner because again I'm thinking back to Owens and Cena when they had their match. Was that Money in the Bank last year? I, I feel like it was I just almost so. exactly a year ago. Yeah, 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 and that was a great match. Yeah, and they really let them go for a long time, and that match was awesome. It was, it was so good. So I'm kind of hoping like even if they do have that match and it's a clean ending or whatever, they can go back to it. You know, those guys yeah. are going to be good together no matter what I think. I and, think so. Yeah, their styles I think are going to work so great uh, with each other. Cena in big match situations. I know they say it on the commentary all the time, but <laughs> big match John. Big is, match John. He, he's really good at big matches, <laughs> and that's one of the like craziest things among wrestling fans is all the weird hate towards Cena, which I think has kind of died down and been pushed onto Roman in recent years. Yeah. But man, if you if you've been watching wrestling for a long time and you don't think John Cena is good as his job, hey, come on. What are you doing? Like he's they good at everything. I, I get the, the character stuff. If, if they think he's lame, sometimes his promos are lame. But like when he is uh, when he's serious and passionate and everything, he there, there's go. barely anyone better. He can go. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I mean, maybe he's just too colorful for today's world. Or you kid know? friendly or whatever. And the yeah. attitude era guys want him to be Austin all like, the time or whatever. Be mean and no. you know. Yeah. He's great at what he does. He's one of the all-time best. He is, man. That U.S. Open Challenge stuff was some of the best wrestling I had seen in WWE in a long time. Yeah, what a good F.U. to the fans who are like, chanting, you can't wrestle at Cena. It's like, oh, really? I can't wrestle? Really? How about I wrestle everyone and put on awesome matches every <laughs> single week? Every week. Oh, yeah. man. But, but I think, uh, I, I hope Styles wins. And, and Cena has been good at, at putting people over when, uh, like, you know, he, he's done that quite a bit, actually. He's put people over. Yeah. But, you know, AJ's not like a young star that needs the rub. You know, AJ has been around the block, you know, as much yeah. as Cena has. Absolutely. So it could really go either way. It could be a screw ending. It could be clean. Like, it's, it's a hard one to predict for sure. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I think I think AJ wins with some shenanigans. Maybe even Balor or something? Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. That'll take this pay-per-view over the top. I think yeah. it already looks great on paper. But, man, if we get Balor, like, that would be insane. Although they just uh, did a thing on NXT where Balor and Nakamura are challenging each other. Yeah, now. so we got that coming up. Um, yeah. Wow. There's good stuff happening. There's a lot sure. of good wrestling happening. Do you yeah. watch NXT? You? Oh, yeah. Dude, okay. NXT's okay. great. Yeah. All right, awesome. Okay, so you said that you do some managing. I do, in, yeah. In the Nindy Fed. So tell me about that. Like, what's, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> no, how'd you get general, into it? Well, basically... Um, 
Okay, so we do this weird thing called Paxomania at every PAX, or the PAX Rumble, where it's basically game industry personalities, you know, journalists, developers, publishers, all this stuff. We basically don our, you know, we have like wrestling personas that we all made up, and it, imagine just like a dumb wrestling show without the actual wrestling, because none of us are athletic. Um, <laughs> and, and we play wrestling games. It started with like, we play the 64, you know, Royal Rumble, No Mercy, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, it started with that, and it just got bigger and bigger. Like, we were the main stage of uh, PAX East just, uh, about a month ago. And, like, I guess I'm, like, one of the main eventer dudes there. I've been <laughs> in a few of those. And uh, so I cut these promos on YouTube, and uh, they're very much just, like, standard WWE-style promos where yeah. I'm talking about how I'm going to beat these guys or whatever. And uh, a promoter in Northern California, uh, Marcus Mack of APW, uh, DM'd me on Twitter while I was at PAX, being like, hey, man, you got the gift of gab. You want to get your feet wet in APW as a heel manager? And I was like, yes, I do. Like, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, about a month later, I debuted. I got a tag team called the uh, Classic Connection. Nice. Uh, they're kind of, you know, you look at, like, what the revival's doing. You know, we call it 21st century old school. So it's yeah. new wrestlers, but kind of the old Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard type thing. Um, but, yeah, I managed them. I managed uh, Joey Ryan. Uh, I just started managing Dylan Drake, who was uh, the cameraman that Brock Lesnar f 5 after WrestleMania, because uh, that was in the Bay Area, so oh, they got yeah, a bunch of like, local talent and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've got to work matches with uh, Billy Gunn, uh, MVP, um, nice. uh, Marty Jannetty. Like, it, it got to work with some really cool guys in, in just the last so like eight awesome. months or so. Um, it, as far as like respecting the business and stuff too, you know, I grew up reading the dirt sheets and all that stuff, and that kid yeah. in high school that's using the insider terms, and I know, you know, but like, <laughs> it, it's kind of cool actually seeing these guys and really getting, uh, you know, I've always respected what they do, obviously, but you know, it, it's good to kind of. Just kind of sit back and be quiet. I, I go in there and I don't <laughs> act like I understand how the business works okay. just because I've watched it for a long time and I've read the dirt sheets. I don't go in That's and act good. like, you know, I don't use the terms around the guys or anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just keep my mouth shut and I'm trying to learn, you know. That's good. Um, it, it's been a really, really cool experience. That sounds so fun. Have you ever had to take any bumps or are you getting any I, of the action? I've taken a few. Uh, not too many in APW. Like, I hit MVP with an iPad once. Um, <laughs> I tripped Billy Gunn. Uh, I don't. I, I've taken a body slam, a couple hip tosses, um, and a couple stunners for like a video thing we did. Uh, but even that, like some hip tosses and stuff, man. Like I, the next two weeks, like raising my uh, yeah, hand to even brush my teeth hurt. Um, that's rough. Did they tell you how to take the bump or anything? Yeah, or yeah. Like but it, that's the thing. It's like all these like internet smarts and stuff. And I consider myself. I used to be one of them. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like oh man, we know how much it hurts. Like you know, oh yeah, taking a bump hurts. But you don't have any. Yeah, until like even in like the middle of the ring where it's supposed to be the, the easiest place to take one. <laughs> Holy crap! Like it's really, really rough. Wow. So yeah, I, I don't do that very often. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been your choice when you do it, or is it just kind of? I mean, come it's up? just. I, I. I mean, if there's something I was uncomfortable with, I could always say no. But yeah. like, yeah, I just worked a match with these guys, the Reno Scum, and their manager uh, Christina Von Erie gave me a nut shot, and you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I had to ask her backstage, like, okay, like I've never taken one of these before. Like, what should I brace for? Like an actual uh, painful thing? So like, turn around, I'll show you what it's gonna be like. It's like, oh god, like I don't know if I'm actually gonna get hit in the nuts here. <laughs> and she did it, and it looked great, and I didn't feel anything. Didn't feel so it's like, all right, sweet. Okay, good. These people know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so back to some games now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a few game questions. Um, this is the question I always get in interviews, so pardon me if it's kind of vague. Okay. Um, so I'll try to break it down a little bit. Best game of, no, no, let's not go best game. Okay. Let's go your earliest gaming memory. Definitely the NES. Uh, I got NES when I was four, and the earliest memories are the first Mario Brothers, as cliche of an answer as that could be, <laughs> and also Mega Man and Punch Out. Those were uh, those were the three games I was playing constantly. Zelda, I remember when I was super young, seemed like 
kind of too much. So I, I used to watch my dad. My stepdad plays Zelda. Okay. Uh, uh, and by the time Link to the Past came out, I would have been like seven or so, and I was a little older, and was like, okay, yeah. I've watched how this game works. I, I, I got the general gist of it, and that you know just made me fall in love with the industry. Um, that, nice. That's why it's still my favorite <laughs> game of all time. And of course, I've gone back and played the first Zelda and stuff since then. But okay. uh, I was about to ask, did you did you play Zelda in the first one? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. you've done it. Okay. Beat it several times. Yeah. Uh, all every Zelda is great. Okay. Except so for two. Never beat two. Oh god, me neither. It's a tough I get one. to the end and can't do it. Yeah, it's uh, rough. <laughs> There's um I was just playing NES remix oh, yeah, on yeah. Uh, on on DS and they have a stage where you have to fight the Shadow Link yeah, and I yeah. still can't do it. I'm yeah. like, stop, I don't wanna do this. <laughs> yep. But you can't bypass it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> All right. So as you've come up in gaming, uh, I'm gonna say best game of the thirty two bit era. Oh, so we're talking wait. PlayStation. Okay, so strictly PS1. PlayStation Saturn, or are we lumping 64 in there since that I, was in the same era? I guess it is the same era, so yeah, we'll do that. So that's, I guess, the 90s. Okay, let's go with Metal Gear Solid, the first one. If we're talking 32, if we're okay. talking like 95 to 2001, you know, yep. the 32, 64 bit era, I would say Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Uh, you know, Mario 64 is an obvious contender, Ocarina of Time. Um, yeah, those are the first ones that come to mind there. Yeah, that would have been mine too. Metal Gear Solid or Final Fantasy VII. Those are my favorites in that cool. era. Cool. Yeah, see, ten was the first one I went in, into. It was uh, like RPGs, JRPGs back in the day. Like I just never understood as a kid. It's like, why would I play a game where I have to select my attacks from a menu? Like this is so like, <laughs> yeah. oh, so like, I want to hit a button and swing a sword. I don't want to pick it from a menu. Right, but right. then as I got older and a little more open-minded, I played ten. I was like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is actually really good. But okay. I don't have the nostalgia for like Final Fantasy VII necessarily. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's move forward then. PS2. Dreamcast era? Oh man, Soul Calibur. Um, I love, love, love Soul Calibur. Mm, if anyone yes. wants to uh, YouTube me taking on Xavier Woods and Soul Calibur, <laughs> uh, he talked up a big game and, and I faced him and, and he, he, he faced got, the consequences. He got spanked. Yes, he did. <laughs> Shout um, out to Xavier Woods, yeah. friend of the show, but uh, <laughs> step your Soul Calibur game. <laughs> Hey, I'll fight him anytime. <laughs> oh, I also beat him in WWE 2K, but he's, he yeah. said that the title was not on the line. Okay. He talks a big game, you but know. when it comes down to it, he tends to choke a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other games in that era, um, I would say, if we're talking PS2, GameCube, Xbox, um, Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, I mean, all the Metal Gears all basically Metal are way Gears. up there for me. You know, yeah. GTA 3, uh, San Andreas, um, yeah. you know, the first Halo, uh, Halo's fantastic. Yeah. Um, that was a really good era. I, I thought like 2001 PlayStation 2. That's when you had Final Fantasy 10, Metal Gear Solid 2, Grand Theft Auto 3. Like just so many good games, and the launch of Xbox and GameCube. So Smash Brothers Melee. Right. You had the first Halo. Wow. Like man, like the holiday really 2001 was ridiculous. Oh man, yeah, I remember that. I worked at a GameStop at that time. Yeah, I did too. And uh, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Funko Land. Like I was there during okay, the kind of like changeover. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got my first PS2 from Funko Land. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow, that was a great time. Yeah, yeah. it really was. <laughs> Okay, and this, um, wait, did I skip anything? Well, I guess PS3. If we're talking 360, PS3 era. 360. I, yeah. I lean towards uh, Red Dead, I think. Yeah. I really like Red Dead. Uh, so is, is there a new one coming? What's, what's I happening? Th I with think that? there is. Um, okay. Heard some rumors. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that uh, that was planning on uh, ending the Sony press conference, was the Red Dead trailer. But the rumor is that there was a scene or something where uh, a gunman goes into a saloon and kind of shoots it up. Uh, and so for sensitivity reasons, they pulled it. I have. I, I want to get home and, and read and see if there's actually any okay. truth behind that. But I've seen that kind of buzzing around Twitter and stuff. But uh, not sure if that's true or not yet. Hmm. But yeah, the leaks and the map stuff and everything. Like, so it's uh, coming. 
I, I think it, they'd be silly not to because that game is huge. I'm so ready for it. Oh, yeah, yeah that, it would sell so big. Oh, so. I love that. Yeah. And, right. and Rockstar San Diego hasn't really been doing anything since the last one, so you'd have to think they've been working on this. I hope so, yeah. yeah. All right, so current gen right now, like what's what are you playing, what are you loving? Overwatch. Yeah. Holy crap, man. Yeah. Like, I... I, I like multiplayer shooters, um, but I, I basically like, you know, the new Call of Duty or Battlefield will come out, and I'll play it, you know, I might prestige once or something, you know, I'll put a few dozen hours into it and I'll be done with it. I don't really play year-round, uh, okay. but I am into Overwatch the way I was when Call of Duty 4 came out, and I, like, prestige multiple times and you put a couple hundred hours into it or whatever. Yeah. Like, Overwatch is the most fun I've had with the multiplayer shooter since then, and, like, I've never done a, a lot of the, like, class-based type stuff, uh, you know, all these different abilities and everything, but yeah, my girlfriend and I play every single night. She's on her laptop, I'm on the TV. <laughs> And we team up. She always plays as Mercy, and I can always call for heals and stuff. Oh, that's we got the awesome. headsets, we got the wireless stuff, and everything. It's <laughs> nice. Oh my God, it's so much it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, man. I just got started on it, so I'm, I'm really digging it. Yeah. yeah. So much fun. I wasn't expecting that, and I've been able to kind of convert people who think they don't like first yeah. person shooters. They're like, oh yeah, this is a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, so. a lot of people are feeling that. And also, speaking of first person shooters, uh, Doom. Doom is incredible. Ah, I haven't got a chance to play Doom yet. Oh, dude, it's, okay. it's great. I was about to get it, and then I picked up Mirror's Edge. Oh, yeah? Do you like and it? And it's not bad. Really? Okay, yeah, I've heard I'm, some kind of polarizing things. In, yeah, And I like it. Okay. But I didn't play the previous one, so Okay. I kind of dig it. Nice, nice. All right. So we'll see, though. We'll see. I'm only about an hour in, so okay. that isn't a full endorsement, <laughs> right. but it's a half endorsement. Cool. <laughs> okay, so back to wrestling. Your, so are your favorite, are you sticking with your two favorite guys being Shawn Michaels and Razor? All time, All time. I'll, I'll say top three um, in terms of just the breadth of the career and everything, because Razor obviously had his troubles going forward. and uh, uh, So I guess I would have to go with Shawn, Austin, and Flair. Um, those are probably my three favorites. I mean, three guys that had long careers full of like super memorable matches, you know, main event level, mid card level, uh, you know, everything they did uh, was fantastic. You know, every Shawn Michaels match. You, never seen him screw up anything. No. You no. know, every match, everything he does, every move just looks so perfect. It's just perfect. And, and I think that's my favorite match ever is maybe Sean versus Taker at WrestleMania 25. Like, you watch that? I, I watch it several times a year. It is nice. pretty much a perfect wrestling match. And I know they were both kind of near the twilights. Their so that was Sean's last match, right? No, 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 no 26 no. was 26 his last was one. 26 was the last yeah. one. Okay. Um, but the 25 one is my favorite. I mean, just the near falls. Like, the whole crowd oh, yeah, bought those near great. falls. I gotta go back to that one. I was at the 26 one. But oh, I, nice. I, I do remember Watching, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Remember watching the twenty-five. And, and there's nothing screwy about it. There's no interference. There's no. It's got a very clean ending. I mean, it is just a traditional great wrestling match between two of the best of all time. That just know the ins and outs of how to work a crowd. And oh man, did they work that crowd? Just oh, watch, watch the audience throwing every near fall, and they're losing their minds. <laughs> and, like they're just forgetting everything. Like every smirk right. in the crowd is forgetting everything they know about dirt sheets or whatever. And you're just turning into that fan when you were a kid again. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, wow, yeah. It, it's. Maybe my favorite match of all time. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again. Oh, you got so, that. Great. Uh, speaking of Taker, yeah. Would you like to see one more Taker match? <sighs> I don't know. Like I, I kind of expected it'd be over after the Lesnar thing, um, yeah. which I was there in New Orleans, and oh my God, that was a surreal moment live. Yeah. Um, Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it'd be over then. He just kind of, you know, goes off in the sunset. Um, but yeah, he's seems like he's just hurting. He's moving kind of slow. Like, yeah. um, the Shane thing I think was smart this year because you got to have this big kind of gimmick match. This, this kind of, like the the novelty of the cell and, and Shane wrestling again yeah. kind of made up for the fact that you know Taker's not working matches like he was at WrestleMania 25. You know he's, yeah. he's moving a little slower. He's, you're not seeing top rope dives and stuff like that anymore. Nah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Like the Sting match obviously isn't going to happen. I, outside of maybe Cena versus Taker at WrestleMania just to say they did it. 
I don't know what you do. I mean, the, the streak's over at this point. Uh, you don't. But I don't know what the hook is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there is a hook anymore. I mean, but the, the only hook is you need to have that last match. Like Taker has to have a big dramatic last match, and you need to bill it as such. Yeah. You know, before WrestleMania, be like this. You know, hell or high water. This is Taker's last match, so people know. Like, okay, if you want to see that, you got to go to that WrestleMania or get the network it. or something. Yeah. Um, yeah I just don't know who that's with. More. You know. I don't know. I, I, I guess Cena. I yeah. would say, but I was hoping to get like a Bray Wyatt or something. But they did that twice that and like didn't really work. Out. No, yeah. not really. <laughs> didn't really work. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really know if I want to see it again. But I, but um, I agree. You do gotta, yeah, you gotta build it up. It has to be the last match for sure. And yeah, I think maybe yeah, Cena Taker or maybe Taker Kane. They both retire. You know. Uh, and yeah, that'd be kind of a poetic way to end that whole thing. That would be poetic. Yeah. I don't know if people will care as much, but <laughs> they, they don't. And obviously, that match wouldn't even be that great necessarily. Nah, but I don't know if it'll be great. Yeah, I don't uh, know. That's a tough one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, if you could take any classic guy, retired guy, and bring him back for one more match against a current guy, hmm. who would you want to see? How realistic does it have to be? Like, I mean, does it have to be a retired guy that could conceivably still go? Um, nah, it doesn't have to be super realistic. Okay. Well, if you would have asked me this a year ago, I would have said Sean and Dana Bryan. Oh, yeah. Um, but now, man, you know how good Sean and AJ Styles would be. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> wow. That would be pretty oh, incredible. that would be great. Yeah. Wow. I, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say maybe that. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I could take. I would take that. Yeah, because like you know, there's all the rumors of like awesome returns every year and stuff. But I, I just don't know how good that would be necessarily. You know, yeah. even in his last few years, his his knees and neck, you know, kind of limited him quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think AJ. AJ's probably the best in-ring guy on the roster right now. So I take the all-time best with Sean, current best with AJ. Yeah. I think that'd be incredible. That would be great. And Sean looked good when he popped Dude, up. Oh, my yeah. God. I thought he was ready to go. Yeah. Well, did you hear about how uh, Vince thought it would be more special if they were all in their ring gear? And so uh, he okay. called them all like a month or two ahead of time. He's like, hey, if you came out in your gear, that might make it more special. So get in ring shape or whatever. And Sean was fine, obviously. You know, Foley's actually lost a lot of weight. He's been doing the DDP yoga yeah. stuff and everything, and he looked great. Uh, and then Austin, I guess, just like he got the call, but he Austin's was like, screw like, it. No. I'm just going to wear a T-shirt. <laughs> like, like, whatever. You're Steve Austin. You can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, you can do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, no, I'm not doing that. Man, I, I was there live and watching that and just yeah, being friends with Xavier. Too. It's I couldn't, like, he's even younger than me, and I know he grew up idolizing these guys, too. Oh, yeah. It's like, God damn, he's in front of 100,000 people. And I, I'm just imagining what's going through his head, taking stunners and Sweet Chen music and all oh, that stuff. Like, man, he's got to be top of the world. After coming out of his giant cereal box, and, <laughs> uh, I was so happy for him during that moment. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow, something else. So, yeah, that moment, I popped like crazy. Oh, I think yeah. that was definitely the biggest pop of the night, just seeing those legends come out. Yeah, and, yeah. And, Taking a stunner, like what? Yeah, you put that on your bucket list. Yeah, like, yeah, I would, I would love to take a stunner. You know, yeah. <laughs> dude, Rusev selling that stunner. Holy shit! Oh yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, what do you think of Rusev? I love him. I think he's great. I like him too. I think, um, I th- I'm looking forward to hopefully they gotta get him a really good opponent. I think in that U.S. title thing. Yeah. And uh, I would love to see a good feud, but yeah. I love them just monstering over people. Yeah, That's like the new accolade that looks, you know, way rougher. And oh, g- yeah. give him more mic time because he's hilarious. He's like good. he can be intense <laughs> and scary when he wants to be, but he's also super funny. Yeah. So yeah, just let him. <laughs> like that's the thing with Big E when they brought him in. It's like okay, we're just gonna. He's just this big, kind of quiet, menacing, strong man. It's yeah. like no, like anyone who follows him on Twitter or anything he's, knows he's, he's hilarious. hilarious. He's so like, funny. And once they let him just be as weird as he is. 
it, it's working it a million works. times better. So do that with Rusev too, because he's really funny oh, too. Yeah, he's so. funny. Yeah. So there are some bright spots right now. And there there, there are, are a lot there of, are bright ton of bright spots. I think that there's a lot of talent out there. You know, we got we got some good things. Yeah. And I think some good things to look forward to. For overall. sure. Yeah. I'll try to always end it on a positive note. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good note to yeah. end it on. You know, yeah, fans can complain about the rain stuff or whatever, but you got to remember that Reigns, even if he's at the top of the card, he's just one part of this overall story. And yeah. honestly, I don't think he's not terrible. You know, look at look at the AJ stuff, and, and those were great matches. Yeah, great, great matches. So, I mean, I know a lot of people are, are hung up on that Reigns stuff, but look at the rest of it. You know, there's such a good roster. There's a lot of exciting possibilities for the brand split. Like, I think there could be a really exciting uh, few months ahead of us here. Okay, I, I'm glad to hear that because I'm actually kind of worried about the brands, but I never was a big fan of it I, the first time. I'm with you. And I, I just like, don't build, don't make another world title. Like, yeah, please yep. don't do those things. I was so happy when they unified it. It's like, all right, just uh, one title just that one matters. Title. But I hope things are different this time because the roster's so deep and we're going to get NXT call ups and everything. So I, I like to stay optimistic. I didn't like it the first time either, but yeah. uh, maybe it'll be different this time. I think, I mean, I, I don't like it as a fan who attends shows oh, to yeah, think, yeah. like, oh, well, Brock Lesnar's not going to be at this show, or Cena's not going to be at this one, you know? Yep. Like, just knowing that way ahead of time, like, that sucks. Yeah. You know? Like, so that, for me, is the worst part of it. Like, this person's not going to be there. Yeah. You know? yeah. And like, you, at least having that, you know, that maybe, mm-hmm. you know, but they're yeah. just not going to be there, you know? So. And the rumor of two pay-per-views a month. It's like, man, I'm already watching a lot of wrestling. Like, nah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I need two pay-per-views every I don't month. know about two pay-per-views. Th- those were bad back in the day yeah. when they were doing that. Yep. The SmackDown pay-per-view and the no. Yep, yep. No. We'll see, we'll see. Hopefully but, they listen but, to the fans. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's kind of what the new era is. It's kind of listening to the fans. It's like, oh, you like AJ? All right, let's give him a big match, you know? I think a lot of that might be Hunter. Yeah? Yeah, I okay. think so. As you've seen Hunter's power grow, you're seeing more of, like, you know, these indie guys that everyone loves come in and everything. Yep. So hopefully that will continue as Hunter, you know, is more and more a part of the, the backstage creative process. So uh, yeah. we'll see. We shall see. Do you think a guy... And I guess we haven't, well, we've seen it with, I guess, the Shield guys getting the belt. But do you think we could have a moment where, like, an indie guy takes the title and just, like, holds it a really long time? Like an AJ. I mean, that's kind of what you saw with Punk. Punk was I very mean, much yeah. an indie darling, and he, you know, longest reign of the modern era. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, this current crop, I'd like to see it happen with Dean. Um, I think Owens will get a run within the next year or two. Yeah, um, so. I don't know if I see necessarily like a Nakamura or a Balor or a Styles necessarily. I, I you know, I'm not sure because I don't think any of those guys are quite there, uh, mic wise, and that's still such an important thing. But that's it why is. I think Owens totally could because he's so good on oh, the mic. Oh yeah, he's great. Uh, even though he doesn't fit the look that you know Vince typically goes for, I, I think, I think he'll overcome that for sure. So we'll see. I'd love to see AJ or one of those guys get a run, um, but I, I don't know right now. Not not anytime soon. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And AJ's older, so I don't know if that's necessarily in the cards. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, for now, just keep watching. Keep listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah, anytime, Wait, man. I, gotta, I can't let you leave without giving me a uh, – I'm a music guy. Okay. So I'm going to ask you two music questions. Okay. Uh, one, what's your favorite piece of video game music of all time? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the theme song from Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm. Or maybe the Dark World music from Link to the Past. Okay. Those are both great. Yeah. All right. And the last thing, you have to give me a musical selection. A musical now, selection? Normally, I end these shows with a musical selection. Bonus points if it's a song either about wrestling or that mentions wrestling or a wrestler or oh, man. something. But it can't be the Macho Man rap album. Cause every, right. Everyone yeah, of course. Gives me that. Yeah, yeah. That's too good. You can't do that every <laughs> it's time. It's too good, you know? Um, oh, 
I got it. Uh, look up. Oh God, I got a few. Okay, look up either Michael Hayes and the Fabulous Freebirds covering Thin Lizzy's "The Boys Are Back in Town." They made a music video back in the day, what? and you can tell Hayes thinks he is the biggest rock star in the world. What? It's amazing and terrible. Oh and my God! Also, look up a music video uh, for a Memphis tag team called the Fabulous Ones, and it is set to the Gap Band's "You Drop the Bomb on Me." <laughs> and uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything. It's a delight, and I have no idea how the internet hasn't like made this a huge thing. Yeah, yet. like how hasn't this become a thing? You, you'll see once you look it up. The Fabulous Ones okay. promo, drop the bomb on me. Oh my look God. it up. Or Hayes, okay. then Lizzie. Yeah. Wow, I might have to run both of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate yeah, your time. Yeah, And uh, how can people find you on the Twitterverse or wherever? I'm uh, at Dan Reichert. Uh, no space or anything. It's just pretty R easy. Yep, R-Y-C-K-E-R-T uh, on Twitter. Pretty much everywhere, like Instagram, everything. I just do uh, at Dan Reichert. So, yeah, just find me there or at GiantBomb.com, or you can listen to the Giant Bomb cast every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I'm all over there. So just uh, follow my Twitter, and I, I link all that stuff out all the time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dan, yeah, for being anytime. here and chatting. And, uh, yeah, I think we're out. Cool. All right. Take care. Be Peace, y'all. Hey, party people. It's Kate Murdoch here. And I want to talk to you about something real fresh, real new that myself and Megaran are doing now. And it involves you. The fans, myself and Megaran just launched a Patreon, a monthly way for you all to subscribe to us and what we do. For as little as one buck a month, you'll get free exclusive downloads, a guaranteed song a month, and if you pledge at the $10 level, you'll get a free project a month. Whether it be something we do together, whether it's something solo, a side project that I engineer or produce, it's guaranteed exclusive for you Patreon supporters. So, if you really like what we do, then this is the time to get down and join us. We are trying to bring back that Nintendo Fun Club vibe because this is essentially a fan club for the real fans. So check it out, patreon.com slash bits and rhymes. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash bits and rhymes. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Yeah.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 